the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. The program is dedicated to protecting preserving and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, we have a great show for you today. We have some great guests, and I'll tell you about them right now. A little bit later, we'll hear from Pam Pollard. She is the National Republican Committee Woman for the state of Oklahoma, and she's the former chairman of the Oklahoma Republican Party. And she's going to bring us up to date on uh, several things that are at the forefront of our discussions in the country right now. But right now, we're pleased to be joined by our friend, a good friend of the program, Mike Martin, owner of Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. Mike, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Roger. I really appreciate it. You know, and it's great to have you check in with us from time to time with uh, tip, lawn and garden tips, uh, tips about buying power equipment and maintaining it, getting it fixed. Of course, you do all those things in a Popkin Moore and equipment repair. But uh, specifically right now, we're kind of right in the heart of hurricane season. And you, you guys at Apopka Moore are particularly equipped uh, to, and ready to help people with their hurricane preparation. Can you just uh, share a little bit about about what you have that will help everybody get geared up in the case that they need to prepare? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, definitely we are in the middle of hurricane season. You know, we have the little – a little storm not too long ago, but thankfully it wasn't too strong or any major major issues there. But one thing we definitely try to strive people is to prepare by bringing your generators with enough time to you know get them back and be able to actually utilize them. A lot of these generators sit over you know since the last storm, whenever that may have been, and the carburetors usually get gummed up and they won't want to start and run. So we always implore people to you know at least try to get out there at the beginning of hurricane season, try to start your generator, make sure it runs. If it doesn't, definitely bring it on in and let us, you know, take care of it for you. So that way, in an event of a storm, you're prepared. And why don't we pick it up with the generators now? Because I know that's one of the things that you know it's pretty much uh, you know necessity living here in Florida uh, for for people to have a generator. I think most people do not have one. Um, unfortunately, I've put myself in that category. Um, but you have a a large variety, and you've got a large variety of price points. And I think that's one reason that uh, you know keeps people people from having uh, generators is you know they're they're not a cheap item they they can be very expensive, but um, you've got a good uh, you've got a variety, a good selection of generators in Popka Moore, and you've got a good uh, price point with them too. Can you talk about that? Yeah, definitely. We are a Generac generator dealer. Currently, we do have like a, a decent amount of generators in stock that range from you know two thousand watts all the way up to fifteen thousand watts. Um, however getting more after this batch that we have is going to be the challenging part 
So, you know, you know, we always pray that, you know, we don't have any of these major storms because, you know, the livelihoods of families and their homes is very important. But if we were to have one this year, we don't know if we're going to be able to get a restock of them because of the, you know, coronavirus and the delays and the factory shutting down. They are backed up substantially on, you know, getting generators out to the general population. So, you know, we definitely hope that there is no storm, but we do have probably 15 or 20 generators in stock. And, you know, we're definitely happy to answer any questions from the, from the customers. Friends, we've got you joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show today. Right now we're speaking with Mike Martin, owner of a Popka Moore and Equipment Repair. And as you've come to know, Popka Moore is where they sell the best and they fix the rest. And and Mike, why don't you, and you've shared this with us before, but we have new listeners um, literally every week. Can you talk about the level of service that you provide uh, for people that buy mowers and you know, uh, various other equipment, everything, generators, whatever the, the case might be from a Popka mower and equipment repair, and specifically the level of service you deliver, say, if somebody were, were to buy a generator, and how that differs from the typical big box store experience? Yeah, one thing that we definitely pride ourselves on is, you know, if you're coming in to buy a generator or any of our pieces of equipment, if you're not buying it in the box, you're not buying it off of the shelf, you know, we, you know, you pick it out, we explain how to use it, we make, we gas it up and oil it up, make sure it runs, show you how it runs, make sure you understand how to start it in the case of an emergency for a generator or if you need it, you know, a chainsaw or anything, um, make sure you know how to start it and, you know, make you leave feeling confident that you would know how to use it at home. And Mike, also another thing that you've discussed with us before, but like, like again, we have new listeners every week, is the quality of the merchandise and the quality of equipment, specifically the mowers and power equipment products you have at Apopka Moore. Yes, um, we definitely pride ourselves on trying to, you know, sell the best brands that, you know, you can get with, you know, the number one being the steel, you know, with the steel chainsaws and all the two-stroke and um, engine options and the uh, equipment options that they provide, and you know they're rated number one in America in their in their market. So we definitely carry them. And then as far as mowers go, we have Skag, Bad Boy, and Toro, which are some of the best three brands out there. Skag being you know one of the longest tenured brands out there with 1983. Toro, you know everybody knows what Toro is, and then Bad Boy, a new up and coming brand that's uh, 20 years under its belt. That has made great strides in improving their product and come, coming to a, offering customers a very price-centered point of purchase to make it, you know, something different for them. And then also the Generac generators and stuff like that. We, we're very proud of the lines we carry. Friends, we're hearing from Mike Martin, owner of Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair. And, you know, Mike, another thing is, that you generally speak to us about when you join us are lawn and garden tips, particularly for homeowners. And, you know, right now, needless to say, we've had uh, quite a bit of rain, which, of course, makes everything grow really fast. Uh, what are some tips that you would have for people that they can do to, you know, to, to you know, kind of you know, fight this battle to, to keep their, their, their lawns looking good? Yeah, I mean, you know, thankfully we're getting all the rain. You know, last time we spoke, we were definitely in a drought, and, you know, now we're in the complete opposite. But this is more what, you know, we're used to in Florida. We need the rain. It makes everything much easier to manage, and it's more natural to our environment. Um, You know, the biggest thing right now is obviously maintenance upkeep, you know, because it's hot out there and keeping, you know, your oil and everything at the right levels. 
And a simple thing is keeping your blade sharp puts a lot less wear and tear on your belt and your engine and your moving components of your mower. That you know, a sharp blade able to cut the grass better, spit it out better, and continue to move on. So, um, you know, one of the simple things that we always pride or tell people to you know take pride in and taking their care of their equipment is always keep your blade sharp and you know new ones when they need to be replaced. Great advice, and it's obvious by speaking with you, you've got a wealth, an immense wealth of knowledge. Now, and you, in, in which goes back to you've been in you know some phase of the lawn and garden uh, business pretty much uh, all your adult life, and even before your adult life, right? Yes, I mean, we, I mean, you know, speaking of a pop, you know, we went to pop high school. You know, on the baseball team, we were out there doing gardening and stuff to keep our baseball field nice. So technically, I've been doing it since probably freshman year of high school. And now is also a great time to let everybody remind everybody that um, Popka Blue Garter football is right around the corner. Of course, the new AM nine fifty FM ninety four point nine, the answer, are the home for Blue Garter football. And Mike Martin and a Popka Moore and Equipment Repair are one of our most loyal key sponsors of a Popka Blue Garter football broadcast. And we appreciate that very much. And Mike, can you also, you know, as as our listeners know and our clients, you. Know, our stations, the new AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, have a particular heart for small business, what I refer to as small, independently owned businesses. You know, we, most of our sponsors would fall into that category. And um, that, that certainly uh, applies to you. And can you share a little bit about your story uh, you know, with, with Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair? How did you come to, to, you know, to choose this as a, as, a, as, a, as, your, as a profession, as your life's work? And then how did you uh, uh, come to, um, to create your own uh, um, lawnmower um, you know, company uh, and, and, and landscaping company? Yeah, I mean, it all. My, I really started everything back in 2008 while I was just finishing up in um, college. You know, trying to just finish get my degree, got a marketing degree. Um, the last year or two years of college, I decided to start a landscape company just to do something different than wait tables. It honestly wasn't my main, you know, it wasn't going to be my end-all, be-all. I, you know, I got my marketing degree from UCF, and then when I graduated, you know, the 2008 economy was really bad with the recession and everything, but there wasn't a lot of jobs out there, and the landscape side was starting to take off. We got our first few contracts and stuff like that. So we decided, I decided to just see where that took me. And then in 2016, we had an opportunity to take over a small local mower shop that, you know, we had actually visited as a customer and became an opportunity to expand, you know, what I could do as far as, you know, being a small business. And it's actually one that I've really come to love and take pride in even more. Like I really, you know, love owning a pop and mower and I do see a lot of benefits of it, and I really enjoy that part of my job. It's become my new passion for sure. No, it's great, and you provide a, a wonderful service for the people of the, the greater Apopka area and, and much beyond, really, the entire northwest Orange County area. Uh, you have a lot of – you do a great job of serving South Lake County, um, west the west part of West Orange County, uh, Winter Garden, Okoye. Yeah. Gotha, Windermere, um, so you, in Oakland. So you really have a, a very broad swath of of customers that you serve, and you do a, a, a really great job with it. And before we sign off, I want to say it's a wonderful. Let our listeners know it's a wonderful atmosphere at Popka Moore and Equipment Repair, and not just Mike, who I'm sure you, it's obvious you can tell he's a great guy to deal with, but they have a great crew: Kyle, Brett, Thor, 
and a lot of other great guys are there to, to help you and, and really provide outstanding service for any of your lawn and garden and uh, power equipment and lawnmower needs. Yes, they are definitely instrumental in our success. You know, I you know I may be the owner and I may have started it, but we would be nowhere near as successful or customer service oriented without them for sure. They definitely bring a another page to the book and you know sometimes think of things that I don't think of to make our business better. Well, it's great. Well, thanks for, for once again being here to us, share a little bit about it with us, give us some great lawn and garden power equipment tips, and um, thank you for the great service you provide the community. Thank you very much, Roger. I really appreciate you having me on. Mike Martin, owner of Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair, a great example of a young entrepreneur having a, creating a successful business and serving his customers in a very important way. Friends, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll speak with Pam Pollard, the National Committee Woman for the Oklahoma Republican Party. Please stay with us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, we're glad you're here. Thank you for the opportunity to join you. As we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation, of course, as you know, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Mike Martin, owner of Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair, an outstanding example of an independently owned small business, and as we all know, those are the people that literally make our country um, work in terms of certainly in terms of the economy and, and in many other ways as well, because as we all know, also many of our independent small business owners are people who contribute greatly to our local communities in addition to what they, the products and the services they provide in their businesses. have another great guest for you. We'll go to her in just a moment. Wanna, of course, I want to give you this update from our from our friends over at Thompson Jewelers and you know of course as you as all of our listeners know they have just finished their annual disposal sale which is the biggest event every year in terms of sales at Thompson Jewelers and Derek and Mr. Thompson and and everybody over there wants me to let let you know they appreciate the support that our listeners have given Thompson Jewelers, of course, all the time, but especially during this great disposal sale. It was a huge success. They had a chance to meet many of you. They had a chance to talk to to some of you, and they really appreciate um, not only your business, but they appreciate the fact that you let them know that you came from the new AM950 and FM94.9, the answer and the loyalty that you have for, of course, our stations. And, of course, Thompson Jewelers is another one of those great sponsors who supports our stations and supports our missions of our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. Our next guest is the former chairman of the Republican Party of Oklahoma. She currently serves as the national committee woman for the Republican Party of Oklahoma. She's actually a native right here of Orange County in Apopka. Longtime friend Pam Pollard. Pam, thank you for checking in with us. It's always great to speak with you. Oh, it's glad to be with you, Roger. Every time I talk to someone, you make me feel like I'm a little child again, living back home in the beautiful, beautiful city of Apopka. 
we're all proud of the success that you've had, and it's great to keep up with you on Facebook, and it's great to keep up with you as I tune into the national news and uh, national political talk shows from time to time, uh, whereas you were just on one recently discussing two things. One, uh, the, the, the grassroots response, if you will, and even the Republican Party response, if you will, to this um, the new threat, I think, in our country, and that's uh, the advance of critical race theory, which I think is has the potential to be one of the most divisive forces that our country's ever ever encountered, um, and then of course um, the, the the information that you have and the and the great work sharing the great work that you're doing in terms of election integrity and making sure that we have a fair election. So those are the, a couple of things I'd like to speak with you about today, and um, and it's great to have you joining us. Um, now, first of all, why don't we start on the critical race theory situation? You are at the forefront of some of the efforts in Oklahoma, the efforts in Oklahoma to push back against this and to make sure that our public school children are not brainwashed uh, by messages of, of discri- overt discrimination. Um, but first of all, can you share a little bit about what, for, for those who are not totally up to speed? What is critical race theory and why is this have potential have the, the potential to be such a destructive force in America? Well, thank you, Roger. Um, you know, this really started back in the 70s. You know, there's a lot of things that started back in the 70s. But when people were really bringing to light um, what they thought was racism at the time, and I know many of us um, support the work and the causes to stop racism um, of any form whatsoever anywhere in the world, but especially in our own country of the United States of America. But now this has evolved itself into um, a theory that America, plus other countries, but we'll focus on America, that American society is formed on the promotion of the white man upon the shoulders of the discrimination of everyone else. So this critical race theory is that the reason white man That is their words. These aren't my words. I am reading from their own words. Uh, The reason white man is so advanced in society is because we have repressed the minorities. Now, to bring this up to a a present day, uh, where they are now, uh, the latest thing says that critical race theory also recognizes that race intersects with identities including sexuality, gender identity, and other things. So it's no longer the old story of black versus white, if I could simplify it. Now they're saying that critical race theory is anything other than the white man, but in the minority and the discrimination categories, they're now including the gender identities um, and these mixed sexualities creations people are creating um, this man beast even uh, merge that they're having so you know it's it also teaches a caste system like they have in other countries that you know people have done away with over the years um, and it the, the worst thing about it of why how does this affect our kids and why is this being taught in elementary schools it's being introduced in kindergarten it's being introduced in preschool, and they are teaching these children to be guilty 
of of their of their place in society based solely on having white skin. I don't know about you, Roger, but that is one of the most racist and divisive statements I have ever heard almost in my entire life. Instead of racism being against minorities, especially uh, black people, they are saying that racism now is against the white-skinned humans. A great uh, summation. Thank you for sharing this information with us. This is an issue that's literally at the forefront of our culture now, and um, and you're at the forefront of pushing back against it. We want to be in, in that place as well. And a couple things as you were speaking, yes, and, and I'm certainly no expert from what I've gleaned from it and what I think is so important to confront is that, yeah, from what I understand, and please correct me if I'm wrong because you know more about it than I do, but I've heard reports that in elementary schools, early elementary schools, first, second, third grade, even kindergarten, part of this doctrine of critical race theory is they're teaching, one, that white people are inherently racist. In other words, if, if you're a white person, then you're inherently a racist, no matter how you feel about issues or, or you know, how, how morally upstanding you might be or how what, what a good heart you might have. Um, and then secondly, that, um, you know, white uh, you know, especially white men, but white people in in, uh, in general, all of them are, are inherently bad. Um, and 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 you know, this is bad enough to be teaching, to, you know, bad enough of a philosophy, if you will, or a theory, to be advancing in, in any forum. Um, but but particularly to be essentially brainwashing kindergarten kids uh, with this kind of thing, and, and early elementary school kids um, is, is is a real, I think, threat to our culture. Well, one thing that they do try to make clear is they, and this is what they say, it's not necessarily what they do or what they teach, but they say in their writings, and this is the groups of people that was formed, these many different associations of groups. I think there was over, when President uh, Trump uh, banned this type of, of critical race theory being taught in schools, about 300 different groups came together to respond to that. And one of their statements is, is that they are not saying that the white man is a racist, but society is racist in the way that society has developed and how really, I guess we have to say, American history and how the entire process from the pilgrims coming over to where we are today, our entire structure of our government, of our laws, of our thinking, of our teaching, that structure of all of society is what is racist. So they're saying everything we've ever seen, known, or done has been racist. Now, for those of us that have um, done a lot of things, I have uh, very willingly and very happily of my own free will reached out to people in the black community for decades to uh, bring us together. Um, in Apopka, I was not taught um, black versus white. Uh, those that know me, I was a softball player. Um, I, well, softball, volleyball, and, and basketball. On our team, we were never, ever taught about a black player and a white player. We were taught we were all players. So that was indwelled in me from early, early on. And in all of my 62 years, I'll say it publicly, I have never been taught racism. Yet they're telling me that everything I have ever done 
is racist. That's what's dangerous about this. And if I could share one example with you, Roger. Well, yeah, yeah, can you, we're up on our first break. If you can, our next break, if you can hold it, and then I'd love to develop that when you come back because I've got a couple of things I want to mention too, just that have come to mind as you were just uh, you know giving this answer. Uh, and I'll give the short answer to mine before we hit the break, and we'll talk more about it. When we come back, friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Right now we're speaking with Pam Pollard, former chairman of the Oklahoma Republican Party, currently the Republican National Committee woman for the Oklahoma Republican Party, and she's a native right here of Orange County. Uh, you know, two things, you know, all of this basically is rooted, critical race theory is rooted in, in pure Marxism. And, of course, as we know, Marxism slash communism um, – seeks to divide, uh, to gain power by dividing people. And uh, this is just uh, you know, something that's, that's almost tailor-made to, to divide people in, in a dramatic way. And that's why I think it's such a threat. So anyway, that's uh, what our discussion is. Before we go to that break, I want to give a shout-out to our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain and all the great people over at St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fat Orlando. And let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic have been voted best chiropractor for now 16 years in a row. So when you're in pain, I urge you to see Dr. Patrick St. Germain. Friends, stay with us. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Well, friends, welcome back. Roger Franklin Williams Show. Hope you're enjoying the program today. Of course, the Roger Franklin Williams Show is where we honor America's founding traditions of God, family, country, and we support and defend our founding documents, our Declaration of Independence, the principles which it so eloquently expresses, and our Constitution, which codifies those principles into law and for the being the foundation of the greatest country and literally in the history of the world, particularly in terms of individual freedom, protecting individual freedom and liberty, not to mention liberating hundreds of millions of people around the world from tyranny and communism specifically over the past 240 plus years. That's pretty much the theme of our show today. We have an outstanding guest right now. She is the former chairman of the Republican Party of Oklahoma, she currently serves as the Republican Party National Committee woman for the Republican Party in Oklahoma, and she's a native of Orange County. Pam Pollard is joining us. Before we go back to Pam, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Network Sound and Video, Vita and Rhonda Farah, and let you know that your memories can last forever at Network Sound and, Mem- and Video. They can take anything that you have on outdated media, 8 millimeter film, old VHS tapes, anything that you have cherished memories or cherished experiences um, stored on that currently is out of date, unusable, they can get it updated quickly to modern media and you can enjoy it every single day and as well as share it with your family and friends uh, online around the world. That's Network Sound and Video. And you can find them, of course, at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. That's NetworkSoundAndVideo.com, and they're conveniently located in the Merritt Center at 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. Now back to Pam Pollard, Republican Party National Committee woman in the state of Oklahoma, and we're discussing 
specifically uh, Pam's involvement in the efforts to push back against critical race theory uh, being uh, inculcated in our public education system and other places as well. And Pam, before we left, we went to break. You had an example you wanted to share with us uh, about critical race theory and, and, and its destruct- potential destructiveness. Well, what Oklahoma has done, Oklahoma has not banned critical race theory. Oklahoma has banned teaching anything that would create discrimination in the classroom. It specifically addresses psychological stress of children. And so one of the examples that the author of this bill, State Representative Kevin West, uh, gave me when I talked with him about this, is that one of the schools um, here in, in the metro area, Oklahoma City metro area, had a questionnaire for their children. And they asked them how many bedrooms they had in their house. And from that answer alone, they created a, 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 a hierarchy of their classroom of who was the most privileged to the least privileged based on the number of bedrooms. And the child came home and was bragging to their parents and said, Mama, guess what? My teacher said, I'm the most privileged child in my classroom. And the mother said, well, you know, why'd you ask that? Well, they asked us how many bedrooms we had, and we had five bedrooms, and that was more than anybody else. And when the mother called, you know, she found out that they were teaching this theory, as we said, of critical race, which show, which they say shows society has promoted white people over everyone else. Now, it just so happens that this family has seven children, seven children and a mom and a dad. The child who only had two bedrooms in his house was an only child. So if we're going to base it on bedrooms, there's a lot more factors that come into play. They didn't say how small those bedrooms were. They didn't say how nice of a house it was. It didn't say how much did you pay for your house, but solely upon that. So the mother said, that the next day when the child went back to school, now the child came home happy. When the child went back to school the next day, the kids were bullying him about, well, it doesn't matter to you because you're a rich kid, you know, stereotyping about being the most privileged. And the child came home crying the next day, and the mother said, you know, what's going on? And they turned it against him, and that's when the mother called the teacher to find out what was going on. So that type of theory of discrimination, look what it did to that child. And I say, have we not all, over the last, almost since Barbara Bush's days, we've all been fighting against bullying in the classroom. Is this not creating another method to bully children? Whether you're white, black, it does not matter. None of that matters. You are a child. You should not be bullied for anything in your life. I have a big problem with creating a new form of bullying in the school. Thank you for giving that uh, excellent example. And I think the example you just gave illustrates the the situation that we're confronting right now um, that we have to confront because it's beginning to become inculcated at all levels of our society, uh, not just public schools, not just kindergartens, corporate America, even the military. Uh, so, I mean, this is something that needs to be addressed, and uh, thank you for sharing that example because I think that really illustrates exactly uh, what 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 we're up against and what's trying to be done here. And then I would I just add to it, you know, this is as I said before, this is just 
in practical terms, classic Marxist communism is what it is. And as we know, uh, the Marxist communists ho- seek to gain power. And in often cases, if not most cases, um, they're a, a, a minority and in many cases a small minority. But they seek to to gain power for, for one, um, destroying the current uh, political, economic, social system, culture. And they do that by being divisive. And the you know the the number one playing card historically for the uh, the Marxists and they you know, they've been you know quite successful with it the past two hundred plus years um, is economics you know pit people against each other based on their economic status yeah. uh, workers Absolutely. versus business owners uh, you know you know things like that well now I mean they're continuing to do that uh, but now they're throwing race into the equation as well and I think this has the potential to have exponential. Uh, exponentially um, negative effect uh, for our country as a whole and, and, and for all Americans. And then one other thing I'll just add, I mean, this is classic cancel culture. I mean, and ultimately the ultimate goal of so-called cancel culture is to bring down the entire framework of our entire country. So that's why this is such a big, important issue. And you've just seen one small example of it uh, from that Pam has shared with us right now. So Roger, if I may, let me, let me share one thing that I want everyone to know. That was that's historic about the Oklahoma bill. That's that's different from the other um, seven states have passed these bills now, and twenty more have uh, legislation pre-filed for their next legislation session. You know, it's going to be more than half the country. But one thing Oklahoma put in this um, in this bill and the rules by the state Department of Education is that now parents have the right to inspect the curriculum the instructional materials, the classroom assignments, and the lesson plans of their child in the classroom. I think that is historic. Parents should always have had that right. But if any parent goes to your local school and you ask the teacher what they're being taught, if you ask to see their lesson plans, if you ask to even read the textbook, you are denied that opportunity for various reasons. We have it in our educational rules and in our law now to guarantee parents that right. So again, this is not solely about critical race theory. This is about discrimination, and it also offers penalties if the teachers or even the schools violate this, and uh, if they continue to teach critical race theory, then they can lose their teaching certificate and the schools can lose their accreditation. And what they do teach are the standards, the educational standards that Oklahoma has set up, which includes, you know, we're Oklahoma. We're the end of the Trail of Tears. I was raised in Florida. We were the beginning of the Trail of Tears. But here, so we teach the Trail of Tears. We teach about World War II. We teach about what happened with the Tulsa race riot, with the land run, with slavery and the Civil War. We're not not teaching history. We're just not putting this discriminatory slant upon it, which I agree with you. It's Marxist. It's it's leading to uh, communism, and it is absolutely racist against anyone that they don't agree with. We've got to stop this. Thank you for being here to share great insights and information about it, and especially thank you and your colleagues in Oklahoma for pushing back in such dramatic and effective fashion. And that's what's going to have to be done 
in every 50, all 50 states and, and literally in every community in America, um, because obviously these people are very organized and, and uh, the opponents, uh, the, the uh, advocates for critical race theory, and I would even say the advocates for, for, for Marxism these days are, are, are well organized and they're incredibly uh, committed and, and, pers- and, and, and pers- persevere tremendously. So we're going to have to, you know, get geared up and start doing the same thing. And you obviously have, and the other, uh, your people and your colleagues in Oklahoma, and I, I really appreciate what you're doing. Now, Pam, I, I would like to talk about election integrity as well and your efforts there. Do you have time to stick around with us for uh, one more segment, possibly? I sure do. Thank you very much. Well, great. Well, listen, we'll um, have a couple of messages from our friends before we hit our next break, and then Pam Pollard is going to stick around and talk about her efforts specifically in Oklahoma, and she is the National Republican Committee woman for the state of Oklahoma and the former chairman of the Oklahoma Republican party, her efforts um, to push to, to, to advance uh, election integrity. Well, before we go to break, of course, I want to let you know that our program and all the programs you hear right here on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, the answer are supported by Florida door solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida door solutions has your solution. And you can find them at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR, Florida Door Solutions. And give a shout-out to our friends Demetrius and Odysseus over at Sheeler Auto Repair. Um, had the occasion, unfortunately, to visit them yesterday, in fact. We'll tell you a little bit more about them when we come back from the break. If you're listening to The Roger Franklin Williams Show, please stay with us. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Well, friends, glad you're joining us today. It's great to be with you. You're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Hope you enjoyed Mike Martin earlier in our program of Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair with some great tips, lawn and garden tips, and also great information letting us all know that Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair has everything you'll need for hurricane preparation this hurricane season. You can find out more about them at apopkamower.com. And of course, our current guest, Pam Pollard, former chairman of the Oklahoma Republican Party, currently the Republican National Committee woman for the state of Oklahoma. Before we go to back to Pam, I do want to give a word about our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair, Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos, and let you know that if you have any problem whatsoever or any need for your car, truck, SUV, or any other vehicle you may own, I urge you to get over to see the guys over at Sheeler Auto Repair. As I mentioned briefly, I had the occasion to see them yesterday. In fact, I had to have my car towed over there. And I did have that that feeling and momentary feeling in the pit of my stomach is, well, okay, my car is disabled. What do I do now? But fortunately, um, and that was, you know, that came from, you know, about 40 years of, of not knowing Demetrius and OD. Um, but immediately I went, oh, yeah, well, I know. Um, you know, I'll just take, I'll have it towed over to Sheila Auto Repair and, and they'll, they'll take care of it. I know I can trust them to take care of it and they'll get me going very fast, very back up and running soon. So anyway, I want you to know about them. It's the Sheila Auto Repair. You can trust the guys. 
at Sheeler Auto Repair. They're located 1908 South Armstrong Trail, Apopka. Now let's go back to Pam Pollard, National Republican Committee woman for the state of Oklahoma and an Orange County native. Um, yeah, Pam, why don't we uh, shift gears a little bit and talk about another uh, you know, vitally important issue, and I think it's vitally important literally to the, to the future of our country if we want to remain a, a democratic republic, and that is election integrity, and I would even add, uh, um, a.k.a., uh, trying to make sure elections aren't stolen, basically. Um, so c- can you t- just share with us what you'd like to share uh, about your efforts there? Well, Roger, I'm going to start off with, with a little bit of um, information. I've got some polling data that's been done by about four different polling groups. And let me share some of this with your, your audience because it's, it's revolutionary. It's really eye-opening. This poll was done uh, three weeks ago, and it says that more than 80% of all voters support voter identification. They support voter ID. Yet we still have 10 states that forbid voter ID. State of Minnesota, you do not have to show any identification when you go vote. When you register to vote, you can register under anyone's name and go in and claim that name, and they let you vote. 80% of voters disagree with that. 87% of the voters say they're against ballot harvesting. Now, everybody's heard that term a bunch, but let me just briefly tell you, Ballot harvesting means being able to collect the ballot on behalf of someone else. It's like, you know, pass, you know, pass your, everybody pass the envelope down here to the end of the hall, and then that person has those envelopes and you go turn it in. Absolutely no security in ballot harvesting. They can throw away the ones they want or they can add some in that no one knows. Eighty percent of the voters are against that, yet 40 percent of our state allow ballot harvesting. Eighty-eight percent of the voters say that states should not mail ballots who are not current registered voters. Eighty-nine percent of the voters say non-citizens should not be allowed to vote. So those are the statistics. So I'm in the 80 percent. We're not even in the 50-50 Republican versus Democrat. When you get 80% of the people agreeing with something, um, we don't have a problem. So why is why are these events going on and why are they taking place? Dishonesty. The only reason I can say is because people want to try to uh, cover up. They don't want to be honest and transparent about the elections in their area. So therefore, the RNC... And your your people, uh, your listeners may not hear a lot about what the Republican National Committee does. You might hear a lot about what they don't do, because we do a lot of our work behind the scenes. We do a lot of our work that no one ever knows about, hears about, or even sees. But let me tell you, I've been a member of this committee for four years as a chairman, and now uh, two years of my four-year term as a committee woman. They do a tremendous amount of work every day. To, uh, to develop systems of, of voter integrity. Uh, they, they file lawsuits. They're, now they're joining in with lawsuits. The most, uh, probably one that, that uh, people in Florida has heard about is the recent lawsuit in Georgia that the Democrats, the Democrat National Committee, the Democrat Senatorial Committee, Democrat uh, House Committee all filed lawsuits about the new 
voter integrity bills that was passed by the Georgia legislature. And they sued the courts about it. And the Republican National Committee joined in with the Republican Party of Georgia, saying that these and the Georgia legislature saying that these were not um, illegal. They they did not have any standing uh, to challenge these laws. And an Obama appointee in the United States federal court agreed with the Republicans and threw it out of court. So that just shows you what they're doing is they're 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 challenging everything and anything, hoping to win a few things. But we've been very, very um, smart, very wise about the lawsuit and about the legislation that is being filed in the various states. I believe there's been 30 states now that have tightened up, uh, filled in the loopholes, if you want to say so, in their voter um, election laws. And um, my, uh, you know, my home state of Florida it had its shares of some problems with elections, but we learn from those problems. And luckily we have Republicans have control. I believe it is now with 28. It used to be 32, but I believe it's 28 uh, governors and legislatures we have full control over. And those 28 states have all tightened this up. So one person no longer can make a judgment that might affect the election of the entire state like was done in Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin. Great information and really appreciate the work you're doing there. And yeah, I just want to add, this is a particular issue of mine, as our listeners know. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, it, it, as you begin to look closely at how votes are counted, you know, how elections are conducted, there's there's tremendous opportunity for for fraud, frankly, and for, for wrongdoing if there's not uh, if the system's not being closely monitored. And, you know, I think that's an, an area where um, Republicans have, have not been doing a great job or, or, or Americans, I'll put myself into it, citizens. Um, you know, I think there's been a tendency just, oh, well, we're going to have an election and everything's you know, going to be handled fairly and it's, it's going to be legitimate. Well, I think we witnessed uh, this most recent presidential election. That's not necessarily the case. So and I guess the, the, the thing the, the thing that I've been saying, and it's a little uh, – Pessimistic, but I think, it, but I, but it's, I think it's accurate. Is is I mean, I don't I don't think Democrats are going to stop trying to manipulate elections. I mean, you, you, people rarely stop doing something that's working for them. So Republicans are going to have to step up and demand that things are are, are done fairly and and that things that that are out of whack, if you will, um, uh, you need to get straightened out. And I think the the very first thing is this um, you know voter ID issue. And, and and as you pointed out uh, very clearly, with with factual information, factual research, th- this should be a winning issue uh, for for whichever side uh, <laughs> takes it on. And I would highly suggest the Republicans do it, because yeah, the rank and file American, regardless of what their political leanings are, or even what party they belong to, or or, or, or not, or if they're independent or whatever have enough common sense to know that you need to have you should have voter you should have an ID legitimate ID if you're going to vote you got to have it for literally every other important activity in our culture so you know you, why would you not have it for voting which is one of the most important things that we do so i think this is, is a winning issue if republicans will take that on across the board and i appreciate the efforts that, that you're doing there well thank you it, it's all of us together all of us together, and and I am so incredibly grateful that I was born and raised in Florida and in Central Florida. It's made me, it's given me the foundation 
of who I am, even though, you know, I'm living in Oklahoma now, always claim to be a Florida girl. But one thing it taught me is common sense. Let's look at what's right. Let's judge what's right and wrong, oftentimes by how other people are being treated. And one thing I will say about about the vote and voting turnout, for some reason, Christians are some of the most uninvolved voters in our nation. When we look at the different blocks of identifiers for voters, the Christian vote has the greatest undervote. In other words, let's say that we have a million people that that claim to be uh, Christian um, in Florida. By the statistics, only 55 to 60 percent of them actually go vote. So to me, those of us that that are Christians, I think it should be your, you know, we have God, family, and country. You always put the Lord first, make sure you take care of your family, and then stand up for the Christian values of our nation and go out and cast your vote for your Christian beliefs and who, what candidate you think best promotes your Christian beliefs. I don't care what party or what race you are. We need Christians out to vote because I have confidence in that because our belief is based on the Bible, and the Bible is very clear about the society of what the Lord has has put um, as our gauge for society. And I feel pretty sure that most, not all, most Christians will support the person who who favors um, freedom, especially freedom of speech and freedom of the right to worship and the government to stay out of our churches and out of our families. Absolutely great advice and a great way to, to end the show. Well, Pam Pollard, it's been wonderful to have you join us. Thank you for an extraordinary amount of, of great information. And you're not just somebody out here has information. You're out there putting it to work on the front lines of trying to save our country and our republic. We appreciate that very much. Friends, it's been great to be with you today. I want to thank our producer, Jeff. We hope you have a, a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to The Roger Franklin Williams Show.